Yeah, we're socially distanced still. We are <laughs> making moves, but uh, you know, we we work with what we got here. We're in, here uh, in 2020, April 9th. <laughs> you know, uh, Femi, the uh, on this on the grand scheme of schedules, yeah, we, we used to we used to always pick what are we going to cover? Uh, what can we get to? What, what do we have this morning? We can we can get a camera there, but we can't get a, a reporter there. You know, uh, all that, and we got none of that. But on my schedule each week is my Thursday afternoon afternoon chats with Femi for our podcast, and I look forward to it. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, doing good. I'm you know it's just a. Uh... Another episode of Femi and Ferrari, uh, Femi and Mike, obviously here with you. But uh, yeah, I've been good, you know, just kind of hanging out and trying to do the best that I can in, uh, in these trying times with what we got going on. So uh, it's uh, it's interesting. Today was supposed to be the start of the Masters. So I've actually been watching some of the uh, the Masters Rewind that ESPN has kindly put together. They started it yesterday, I believe. But uh, right now uh, they're about to show Tiger Woods final round of the 1997 Masters. I remember oh, that wow. being the first time I've ever seen golf uh, in my household. Right. <laughs> if I remember correctly. <laughs> but, uh, yes, yeah, definitely a transcendent day in that sport. And uh, and what, what should have been a fun weekend as to go yeah. full circle, Tiger Woods would have been defending his Masters title that he won just last year. I know. And that would have been awesome to see. And now I guess he'll hopefully get the chance to do that in November as they've rescheduled for then would, which will be awfully strange. Um, but it's, yes. it's, it's kind of wild kind of the shuffling of things really the only golf major so far that is definitely canceled is the open. Yeah. Um, which, which happened this week. Um, but man, Tiger Woods, he, did you see that he ended up having his champions dinner at home with his family and stuff? That, I, I, I that was pretty cool. That. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a reason to watch golf. You know what I mean? I love watching it. Yeah. I love watching that guy. I mean, I remember he came to the, the U S open at Chambers Bay and I just, uh, we were doing live shots and you know, it's really nice down there. Right. And it's like oh, yeah. five, five thirty, sun going down. Nice June. It was really warm that week. And he's there just, you know, chipping and putting and working. I mean, here we are doing live shots. There's Tiger Woods. So that that was pretty wild. You know, I walked in today. I was outside with my dog enjoying some of the weather. I walked into my house. Of course, the kids are home from school because, well, there's no school until hopefully next fall. We'll see. Yep. And I look over the TV and I was like, what? Like, I had this moment of, oh, the Masters? I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that must be recorded. I just had that one little <laughs> millisecond of like, oh, that would be so... Oh, it's not really happening. Yeah. So <laughs> it was the uh, it was the oasis, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I needed that and a glass of water and a rice krispie treat. That would have been just fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember watching last year's Masters. I mean, last year's Masters. It was kind of an orthodox two in the final round mm-hmm. because of the, with the lightning that they were expecting. So they teed off. I believe it was like six or six thirty a.m. Right. So like they that thing was finished up by around like one o'clock in the afternoon or so when it's usually kind of a finishes at like at 4 p.m west coast time or so right and all that you know it's, it's, it's one of i'm not a huge golf person but it, i definitely tune in for the majors especially on sunday uh i'll definitely watch those and just get the final round and just because it's 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 re- really good theater really good drama yeah but seeing guys kind of make pressure putts or sometimes some guys fold i mean as we saw that happen last year which kind of opened the door for tiger to what to win the masters but 
I'm curious to see how they schedule the tee times, though, in November if they're able to play since CBS is one of the uh, broadcast partners mm-hmm. for the NFL. And, you know, the final round being on Sunday, granted, I'm sure it will be an earlier tee time since they won't be able to tee off as late since we won't be in daylight savings how we usually are during the Masters. So right. They won't be able to end at that 7 p.m. East Coast time since it will be pitch black <laughs> in, a, in Augusta, Georgia at that time. So I wonder – They'll probably just slide the tee times back. Maybe they just do something early and then have the football games later. Or right. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how that'll uh, all unfold, but uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of gets sorted out. But it's a good problem to have. Hopefully, uh, come November, as we hopefully get our uh, our sports. Uh, I guess I don't even know what to call it. Sports, sports equinox or whatever. We're calling it. Yeah, right. whatever we're calling it. When, when everything's going on all at once. Right. Yeah. Just just <laughs> let it go. This uh, the return the flow of everything. You know. Yeah. But yeah, that would that would be wild because as far as the golf goes, I mean, you start to think of you know back in the old days, right? You always had just your three or four you know networks, but now yeah. I mean, does that 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 CBS sports network could be pivotal for broadcasts of the masters and ESPN, maybe working with them and what can they fit it? You know, maybe there's four hours here yeah. and four hours there because ESPN, if you, you know, if, if we, if it, everything stays the same, I believe they don't have football on Sundays. They, they, yeah. they have, they have a space for the masters. If, if CBS is broadcasting NFL games in the afternoon. So, I mean, they're going to have to, there's so many that's just the thing about everything across the board. Nothing is certain. Everything is so up in the air and you can just focus on today. I, you know what I mean? It's like, what if, yeah. what if? I mean, every day you, you know, when, when you're anchoring and doing stuff, well, this might happen or this might happen or baseball may play in May, you know, but we do have horse. We have horse and we have a <laughs> local guy in the horce competition. <laughs> That's going to be funny. It's going to be over two days, right? Beginning what Sunday to Monday. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, Zach Levine, I, I saw the bracket earlier today. I'll have to look up and see who he's uh, going up against. But Zach Levine is in mm-hmm. it. I was joking uh, with my girlfriend saying that hey, if there's any sort of competition, just make sure to call Zach Levine because he has the time and he is willing to do it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was. He played in the 2K video game tournament. Obviously, he's right. done contest. He did the three-point contest this past all-star break and now he is doing the horse competition so, i love it so hey he's a guy he, he likes to compete and it's awesome and it makes for a for, he's, he's an entertaining guy to watch so i mean hey bring it on and he'll definitely be repping uh Bothell, washington yeah were during, you able this uh horse competition. In, in the nba 2k is he home in washington or is he still in chicago i believe he was home in, he said he was at his parents house so okay I mean, I assume maybe his parents still live in the area or maybe I don't know if they moved or anything like that. Right. But but yeah, he was saying that he was at his parents' house. So hmm. you mentioned your girlfriend, Liz. Yep. Um, I noticed something that was trending on Twitter last Friday night and it was <laughs> hashtag get Liz a dog. Where, where did that come from? I mean, <laughs> what, what happened there? <laughs> You know, I, I told you that I, I will not fall victim to, to peer pressure. <laughs> I, I, I am as hard-headed as it takes. <laughs> it's been an ordeal. So to give you a background, been, and this has been something that has been going on for a solid two years. Now. And keep keep in mind that I've had a, I've had a, a Labrador retriever in some capacity 
uh, <laughs> since I was a bachelor. And you know how old I am. So that was yeah. when I lived at the beach in North Carolina. I currently share a home with over oh, over 180 pounds of dog. I have two of them. So, so you're you're talking to a dog person, but okay, let's let's hear the let's hear the background on how Femi's putting that 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 all iron fist out of no yeah. canines. Okay, go ahead. You know my my thing is that it's not the best of times right now to have a dog. And first of all, if it, it's she's wanted a dog for quite some time now, for a couple of years I would say. But we're always moving, you know. Uh, I had a place in Spokane. She had a place, and we ended up moving in together our last year. So we moved into a new place. Right. And we knew that we only had a year left in Spokane, so then we were going to move to another place. So it's just I don't want to bring a dog into an environment that's very just – it's in flux a little bit. Cause, you know, Why? Are you leaving? And all that stuff. Are you and leaving? Now, you're not going. No, you're I'm not, not leaving. leaving. <laughs> What's going I'm, on? I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking more so from where we were in Spokane. Okay, so you can cross <laughs> that up. Okay, good enough. Good yeah. Enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not breaking any news on the podcast. <laughs> Better not be. Okay. Yeah. But what? Then we moved to Seattle. Now we're settled in Seattle. We love it. But I mean, our place is kind of small. So if we were to move to another place and in Seattle, I was like, yeah, maybe let's get a dog. But I'm just like, okay, our place is. I don't want to give out the dimensions, but it's rather small. Right. So I'm just like, for having a dog in an apartment, we're on the sixth floor. I don't know if it's the best environment for a dog, <laughs> per se. Um, I used to have a dog when I was a kid. Uh, unfortunately, passed away when I was still pretty young. But I'm just like, I know dogs. They like to run around. They like to get out, and <laughs> get into the backyard, be able to play fetch at any given time. And just our living accommodations just aren't set up for that, is the way I'll say that right now. Okay. So that's why I'm kind of holding on saying, hey, let's, let's be patient. <laughs> You know, maybe in a year or two, we move to a, a different neighborhood or we get a bigger place. Then, yeah, maybe let's get a let's get a dog and see what's going on. But as of right now, I'm like, let's exercise a little bit of patience. <laughs> and, and, and Liz, and she's never had a dog. So that's why I think she's really eager into wanting to get a dog. But as of right now, I mean, she's credit to her. She has shown some patience until recently <laughs> so, so where I, uh, I, there's not a day that goes by over the last two weeks that i haven't heard about how we should have a dog so. <laughs> because it's, it's not just a it's not just a random canine floating out there the dog's already been picked out his name's roger yeah. he's like yeah, the, about the, 50 pounds he looks cute longing for a home <laughs> willing to do whatever needs to be done just to not have to sleep at the humane society or pet finder place <laughs> any longer you know he's just saying you know what it's okay i i can be trained you can take me out at halftime of games you can take me out in between games i won't demand to go for a walk in overtime i mean he, he probably could have a pretty good set of skills by the time he ends up finally you know cracking through that iron door that is the the femi estate right <laughs> Yes, uh, I've I've heard that name Roger quite a bit over the last week. I mean, it almost feels like we have the dog at this point. <laughs> but as as of now, I am holding firm and I'm holding strong. But I told her, I said, "Hey, we can maybe mm. see what happens. Maybe in a year, who knows? Or when we're through this global pandemic, who knows? Who knows? Right? Yeah. And uh, you know, when we're able to get outside and not feel guilty about being outside." 
then uh, you know, maybe we can get a dog. But I'm just as of right now, it's just not it's it's not a great time. So in the meantime, uh, Roger will just <laughs> hang out and stay in one of those Sarah McLaughlin commercials for feeding a pet. <laughs> Are playing the music. <laughs> I would not, not be guilty of getting Roger. <laughs> All right, then. Well, you know, that's right. But speaking of something, well, uh, you said something there that the dog concept or, 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 uh, or conversation has come up every day for the past two weeks. That's yeah. kind of commensurate with. The debating clowny conversation yeah. coming up because he still hasn't signed. So, my goodness, yep. you know what? What's going to happen first? Clowny's going to sign, or Femi's going to get a dog? At, at this point, I don't think Clowny's ever going to play football again. So, so it might be the dog. There you go. It, Roger it's, wins. It's kind of crazy how long. I mean, like we. We talked about it, and like you know, I thought yeah. the theory out. What was it like a couple of weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yeah, yeah. Which I totally waiting, yeah. And and now here we are, and it's like okay, well, if we get to the draft and he hasn't signed yet, I mean, I, I think that's when you really start to believe that it's going to play all the way out into training camp. I mean, right. he's kudos to him. He's holding firm on what he believes he's worth. Um, as of right now, the teams are holding firm with their offers. You know, we heard about the Browns being a potential right. uh, suitor. You know, they kind of crept up over the weekend. That was reported by Jeremy Fowler at ESPN that they were kind of close, but just couldn't agree on money. I think Clowney probably wanted a little more. I think I want to say they were offered maybe 17 around that range, but it's all we've heard is the Browns, the Jets, the Titans, and of course the Seahawks that have had contact with Clowney's representatives. I still think there might be a mystery team out there. Um, right. You never know what these things, the longer they play out, I feel like the more there's a chance for some team to kind of just come out of left field and swoop him up. Uh, I know Mike Garofolo, he uh, was on KJR radio, one of the sports radio stations in Seattle yeah. here uh, earlier this week. It might've been yesterday when he said that he thinks the chances are slim to none that Clowney returns to Seattle. Yeah. I'm not sure uh, if that's a source that's telling him that, or maybe one of the Clowney's people, or maybe one of those people from the Seahawks mm-hmm. that's telling him that. But, I mean, that's probably the strongest report that we've seen since free agency started about any indication of what direction Clowney might go in. Yeah. To say slim to none, that's that's pretty significant. And a lot of it, I, based, I mean, you could look at a lot of that based on the, on what they have left cap-wise, which is about yeah. $14.6 after signing uh, Benson last week i'll let yeah. you say his last name guys still don't have it down um benson mayo Mayoa. yeah mayo <laughs> <laughs> and he played here before um but uh that might be a big piece but they need to restructure brit they need to do a lot of different things depending on what they get so may- maybe they're just going to wait for two weeks and see what they end up in the draft i read i love reading the mock drafts because you know some some things are right on but the seahawks like forget it you never ever yeah. they're never even close but this morning Sports Illustrated mock draft had the Hawks taken with their first four picks, two defensive linemen with the first two, and then two offensive linemen with the second two, which I thought was a little bit non-John Schneider-esque, you know? I mean, that, yeah. that's kind of like chalk, I guess, if you're looking at their needs. But um, that 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 was interesting. But I, I do think they go defensive line because they probably have to, uh, and whether it be a tackle or – and. And what's interesting is that 
I wonder if they will go defensive line because I mean they just went defensive line last year with LJ Collier, right? And are they willing? To, I mean, I, it's almost as if if they draft another defensive lineman, specifically a defensive tackle in the first round, are they already admitting a mistake with LJ Collier? Right. Or or do they say, hey, he didn't have a training camp. We're we're really confident in his ability. Hopefully he's able to stay healthy. I think that we can get him into gear and that he can be a productive player for us. We don't feel like we need to go defensive tackle, maybe go defensive end just because we might lose Clowney. But it's it's kind of I, – I, I'm just wondering, will they go defensive line first round of the draft in back-to-back drafts? I'm just hmm. – I'm not sure if I see them going that route. I could see it, obviously, if they lose Jadavian Clowney before the right. draft. Then, then at that point, it's like, okay, you probably have to do something. Otherwise, you're gonna have a pretty big hole at defensive end. Um, but it, it's inter- it's interesting just to see how they're gonna kind of play this thing because you you do have Collier that theoretically is a first round draft pick from just a year ago, and you hope that you're gonna start seeing some returns on him starting this year since his rookie year was pretty much a waste. Right. I I just think there's if you look at positions of need what is is glaring for them even after losing Jefferson the mm-hmm. uh and you know you're, you're you're lucky that um you have a lot of guys that are coming back but they're all kind of like the role guys and the way they move things around but I, I mean you gotta leave your ego at the door and say you know we need to beef up up front I mean games are one in the trenches right so yep. so that's why I think though maybe they had those first four picks as such um you know the interesting thing is with this clowny thing in the cap space they have right now, I, I, you said that's fourteen million. After uh, usually they budget about four to five million for draft picks. Right. So theoretically, they're playing with ten, probably nine million, in terms of uh, what they have to fill out the roster after thinking about draft picks and then priority free agents, practice squad guys, etc. Why? Why not? Maybe. It, it might sound crazy, but what what if they were to cut Justin Britt and you and know? draft a center, or just leave it to Joey Hunt, and then and, they have and, another guy uh, that can play center too, the guy from the Steelers. Yeah, maybe you leave it to BJ Finney, mm-hmm. and 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 maybe that was something. I mean, they could see Finney more as a guard; they could see him as a more of a center. It depends on how they view him, but he obviously has position flex to play both. He started some games last year. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of experience, but I mean, neither did Joey Hunt. Before this year, right. before Justin, Justin Brick got hurt, um, why not maybe move on from Justin Britt? Who, if you do cut him, you save eight million dollars roughly on your salary cap, mm-hmm. and then you add that to what you have right now. You could be looking at eighteen million dollars or so that you have to play with after, and that's not even accounting for all the draft picks and stuff. And then maybe go give Jadavian Clowney the money that he's searching for, right? Yeah, because you do – they have, what, 16 offensive linemen now. They have a lot. So you can figure it out there uh, and maybe they even get another lot. one in the, in the draft. I mean, because Schneider finds guys. Um, I, yeah, that's I a possibility, like that. you know. I mean, with all due respect to Justin Britt, nice guy. Totally don't – I mean, he, he adds yeah. some stability yeah, to Britt, that yeah. offensive line, so if they keep him, that's great too. But from a financial standpoint, I'm sure that's definitely something they're thinking about. Yeah, because that's something that's – I mean, I, I don't think they want to have Joey Hunt be the starting center entering 2020. I mean, he was serviceable, right. I would say, uh, for the second half of the season last year. And, 
You know, obviously he had his struggles when they went up against really good defensive lines, but a lot of guys struggle against really good defensive yeah. lines. Uh, but I would say he was serviceable. Mm-hmm. Serviceable, yes. That, that's the right word, is, yeah. Is, is Justin Britt really going to stop you from going after and resigning Jadavian Clowney? And, like, I'm not a general manager, but if I was, he would not. And that's, like you said, nothing against Justin Britt. Uh, definitely was a, he was a decent player uh, or is a decent player um in the nfl but the way i just see it is the seahawks have this window right now with russell wilson and all that it's like you gotta just go for it you know yeah it's like there's nobody in the draft that you're gonna get in 2020 that that will be better than Jadavian Clowney in the year 2020 like there's there's nobody at least that in within range of where the seahawks are maybe the Ohio State defensive end Chase Young ends up being a superstar from day mm-hmm. one, but I mean he's gonna he's not gonna fall past pick three probably. So you're right. not gonna, they're not gonna trade all the way up there to there to get to to draft him. So there's nobody that within this year who will be better than Clowney. So maybe go out and get a Clowney, and you know maybe get another defensive end as well. Right? Because <laughs> you know? maybe the Clowney deal is a short term deal, and that maybe it gives you a year to bridge Clowney can be that bridge to the next guy to where that next guy in year two is now ready to step up you know it's you can never have too many pass rushers that's why I don't really worry about overloading that side of the Mm -hmm. ball versus it seems like you do have an influx of offensive linemen and if you do maybe take advantage of the contract that you can get off your books in saying goodbye to Justin Britt yep yeah that's definitely a viable option if if, if push comes to shove, I mean, and, and maybe if he's waiting, then a lot of, like you said, a lot of teams can look at what they end up with in the draft, you know, because that's so fluid and changing all the time. And then they're like, hey, okay, we didn't get the DN we need, so let's make this happen. Cut Britt, we got our draft picks, move this guy to center, and then we sign Clowney if he wants to come back. It's not easy. And, it's not easy, Mr. Schneider. It's not easy. <laughs> it, it's that easy, yeah. John. <laughs> and, and, you know, one of the other names, like Yannick Ngakwe in Jacksonville, he's been floated around. Yeah. Right now, he, he hasn't signed the franchise tag, um, but the, the, the Jaguars um, put the tag on him. To me, I would rather go the Clowney route than the Ngakwe route because the Ngakwe route means you're probably going to have to give up your first-round pick and then also pay him versus just Clowney just paying Clowney. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Know, like, like the, the Ngakwe thing is what Kansas City did to get Frank Clark last year from Seattle. Right. You know, exactly. They gave Seahawks that first-round pick, and they gave Frank Clark the big extension. So if you didn't want to do that with Frank Clark, I mean, like, the reason why you have Clowney in the first place is because you didn't want to pay Frank Clark that much. Right. And so if you're not going to do it with Frank Clark, why not? Why would you do it with Yannick Ngakwe? Mm-hmm. When, you can just, when you already have Clowney on the roster, if he's willing to take a shorter-term deal, if you don't want to pay him that kind of rate for four or five years, you can give him a shorter-term deal. I feel like that's a win-win for everybody. Seahawks keep a guy who's an impact player in the prime of Russell Wilson's career, and Clowney can maybe test free agency once again at age twenty-eight or twenty-nine. Or so. Wow, yeah, that yeah, because why would you just go back on what you did? That makes t- total yeah. sense. That that'll be interesting with and got how it all turns out in Florida. That just does not look like a good situation. They really. For lack of a better term, they really seem to piss guys off. I mean, I they, mean Ramsey <laughs> and Gakwe. I mean, wow, yeah, Ramsey, get me out a, of here. AJ, AJ, AJ Boye, who they traded to Denver uh-huh. uh, before free agency, he hasn't had many nice things to say about what's going on over there. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I know, is having some issues with some right. local media folks out there in Jacksonville. 
it it doesn't seem like they they know how to treat their good players well. No, and you know it's it, it it's a weird you know Jacksonville's a nice place. I mean, you go across and you go across the bridge and you're out there by the coast. There's lots of nice you know beaches there, and, and it's a weird little sports city though. Tell you what, it's a, you know I think they have like double A baseball and the Jacksonville Suns, at least what they used to be. I think they have a new name now, but um, I've never. The whole org, yeah, they've they've had so many weird things with that organization. It's the only team that has their offices in the stadium. You know wow. what I mean? Like when you walk down, like between the locker rooms. I mean that they, they practice next to the stadium outside their practice fields, and then within the stadium is like, oh, there's the Marone's office, and there's where the GM is. You know what I mean? Like. That stadium is yep. the centerpiece of it. Not that that's a bad thing. Or I mean, it's 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 a fairly nice stadium. They don't fill it. That's why they play in London, for God's sakes. Um, yeah. But yeah, they have a pool at that stadium. Yeah, as well. but it's just it's just. <laughs> it's... I'm, I'm not sure how. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is, but... Especially these days, right? <laughs> Stay away. Yeah. You know, wash me in bleach. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of weird, you know, that whole Jacksonville thing. And it's not that bad of a city, but it just the the longing that some of these guys have to get out of there is just blows me away. I mean, you know, granted there may have been some dust ups with, with Pete Carroll and some players, if you want to call it that, or, or, you know, they got tired of Pete and like a Sherman or something, but I don't think there was a lack of respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? I never got that yeah. from Sherman no, I, or I, anything yeah. like that. It's, it's a, it's a totally different yeah. vibe. Yeah. The Bizarre. Seattle thing was more so just like, you know, it was all good things must come to an end type yeah. of thing versus Jacksonville is, Hey, this is a good thing, but I hate it here because management or coaching staff treats me like right. crap. I want out. Yeah. <laughs> like that it's a totally different thing. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. And the Jaguars. Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, as our friends over Yeah, the Jaguars. <laughs> yeah, you get used to that. Gosh. But can you imagine the draft though? Like Schneider just hanging out in flip flops in his cargo shorts at home, like calling like three teams to just engineering like a A player trade. I mean, how weird is that gonna be? Like it's it's gonna be pretty crazy, and I, I know there was people, there were some co- coaches or front office people that were concerned about IT folks coming into their right. homes and all that. I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm not sure how elaborate or how sophisticated the setup will be. Um, I'm more so just envisioning maybe just you need some Wi-Fi and some, some electricity, and that's about right. it. But maybe maybe it's a 17, 18 person conference call, Zoom chat setup to where. Maybe you do need an IT person to be in there, but it's it, it seems like it's it's gonna go on on time. The twenty third, the NFL says, "Hey, this is," and now it's uh, gonna be raising money for for obviously COVID nineteen right. relief. So, uh, you know, it, it's I'm I'm curious to see how it kind of plays out. I'm interested to see. We don't see it too often, if ever. Would the Seahawks be interested in trading up in the draft? Because I know they sit they, they sit at pick twenty seven. Right. And you know, usually there there's there's not twenty seven players who are worthy of a first round pick. There's thirty two picks in every first round, but not thirty two players who are worthy. Hmm. So and typically most general managers will tell you they have maybe fifteen to twenty, maybe twenty two, twenty three tops of players who are worthy of first round draft pick grades. So at twenty seven, you're likely not gonna get a player who's worthy of a first round pick, but that's the pick you have. Unless you try to maybe get aggressive and trade up. You know, we usually see them trade out of that 
whenever whenever they're in this twenty seven range, they do the classic Seahawk thing of the oh, trade yeah. back, get more for the second round, and all that stuff. But maybe do you because we hear I keep listening to what Russell Wilson said after the Green Bay game when the guys were cleaning out their locker mm-hmm. rooms the next day in mm-hmm. Seattle is we need more playmakers. We need to get some some stars in here if we want to get back to the conference championship, back to the Super Bowl, to that right. level. Because the Seahawks are one of the more stable organizations in the NFL, consistently successful, usually nine, ten wins, you know, every right. year. But if they want to get back to where they were 2013, 2014, do they maybe kind of change up how they've gone about things and maybe – Zig when most people think they're going to mm. zag and maybe move up in the draft and hey maybe what if they were to on draft night move up to pick right. ten and 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 get maybe a defensive playmaker an offensive or maybe an offensive tackle that they've really mm-hmm. liked or something you know like I'm 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 interested to see if if the if John Schneider and Pete Carroll are interested I mean granted we don't have a ton of time to talk to them since there's not going to be any pre-draft uh, press conference or anything for the media during our social distancing, right. but I'm, I'm, sure they'll, I'm sure they'll put some sort of conference call together for uh, media folks to call into, but w- what if they were to just to move up and maybe go up and get kind of an impact player who can help them immediately from day one? I cannot wrap my head around that. I, I, I just it, right? don't. I, I mean, <laughs> when you have a guy like Schneider who just loves draft picks, and we saw what he did last year. I mean, yeah. he – he turned what four or five into like nine, or I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, I think they yeah. had ten or something. I mean, it was nuts. So for him to give up picks to go up in the first round, where quite honestly he has not been awesome at picking first rounders, he's been okay. Um, I think I think for him there's this value deeper in the draft. Like you said, maybe there's not that impact player past twenty four. I I I don't know, yeah. you know. But if they did that, you. Forget the social distancing. Someone's gonna have to come back here and pick my my jaw off the ground because because <laughs> I will I'll be it, it shocked. Would, it would surprise I, all of us. Yeah, I I would act absolutely be shocked if if that happened. But it makes sense. It make it makes sense. You know, I like the Epinesa kid from Iowa, also for a DN. I, I think the. Uh, it, 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 it. Yeah, he's he's yeah, a playmaker. They had him going to. Not that I put a lot of stock in him, like I said, but the. The SI mock draft had him going to the Patriots. About a few oh. a few picks before the Seahawks, I was like, "Ah, gross! Come on, he's a Hawkeye. Don't go to the Patriots." <laughs> yeah, we all know the Patriots need. Yeah, good seriously, players. you're, you're <laughs> I knew all Belichick's mad after Brady left, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the one year that the Patriots yeah. are mortal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be interesting. Actually, the NFL just released the list of prospects who will virtually participate in the 2020 oh, NFL yeah? Draft. Oh, yeah? Any Huskies or Coons? Uh, one, Jacob oh, nice. Eason is on that list. Great. So, that, so maybe Eason may be expecting to go, maybe in that first, second round kind of range. I think the last mock draft I saw was second round to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hmm. Uh, I believe that was Todd McShay's mock draft. So maybe second round or so for, for Jacob Eason. We'll see how that kind of plays could you out. See, in could a you see weeks. him? Going to Green Bay. You know, I, I could see Green Bay. I could see Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has to go somewhere and be a backup. As, as, as like yeah, a, yeah I, 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 and I think that's why a lot of people – I mean, Pittsburgh's a similar situation right. where, hey, learn, learn – Roethlisberger probably has a year mm-hmm. or two left. 
sit behind him and learn. So I, I do think that a lot of folks see him and if he's going to have as much success as possible in the NFL, it's likely going to have to be maybe learning from an established starter, heck, maybe a Hall of Famer, like in situations of Green mm-hmm. Bay or Tampa or a Pittsburgh, where a guy who's obviously has skins on the walls can kind of teach you and kind of help mold you. And you can just learn and not have the pressure of immediately having to get into a situation. I don't think that would be good for him. Right. Um, but a situation to where, hey, maybe if he learns from a Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers or a Ben Roethlisberger, I think that helps set him up uh, for success later on down the road. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, I think a lot of folks see him as that kind of bridge. That They see him as like, hey, let's he's our guy in a couple years yeah. or so. Not right now, maybe not even next year, but in a couple years we think that he could I, be I think guy. it'd be a good fit in Green Bay. Um because of the system and just kind of like what he could do and who we could learn from. I, I, as I say that now, and I think about it, I do think it'd be quite humorous because did you, have you read about Aaron Rodgers um, issue with when people say he's short? Yes. yes. Because like, yeah, he, 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 he does he, not like it. Cause I guess he has shoots, right. With just people, actors, sometimes and lots of people come and go, Oh, I thought you'd be taller. Yep. And he gets like really mad. But yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, well, wow, Easton is actually tall. And that <laughs> yeah. Easton is almost right. Successful. And so I think he'd be like, don't you dare draft the quarterback. That's going to make me look short. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Which, and the funny thing is that Aaron Rodgers is right. six foot two. It's not like he's, not like right. he's short. He's, like that's well above. He's not. I know. But people always think he's like a, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or something. It's just. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how tall people expect right. him to be. I know. <laughs> He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't look overly <laughs> tall on the field. Like, he looks like a guy that's six foot yeah. two or so. Like this. But, yeah, no, I do that. He uh, hates <laughs> that people think that he is not as tall as he is. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I'm not sure if that Eason thing would work Yeah, no, well. <laughs> not for that. Not for that. Well, we'll see. I'm, uh, well, it'll be fun. We'll be, uh, you know, covering the draft, re- leading right up to it. I'm not sure how we're going to do it, you know, because we don't have a, a necessarily yeah, we- a show, but we have newscasts after, so – um, well, we'll have to work. We'll have to work. Yeah, the definitely. You know, it's an exciting we'll, uh, time. We'll have we'll to that. That's all we got. It, it, it yeah. is a very exciting time. And it, it, you did mention it. It's all we have. <laughs> uh, uh, the horse competition. Right. And the draft. This is what we can. And, and, and some UFC fights over in some remote island that Dana White. is. Oh, yeah. By. But did you see they canceled <laughs> that? though? Yeah. Oh, did they really? The one for the 18th. He, he was supposed to have a UFC fight in the 18th. Oh, I, be, I think I think that might have been because one of the guys had to drop yeah. out the UFC 249. But I think it's still it's probably just been postponed. Yeah. Um, because one of the guys couldn't get back. Uh, Khabib, I believe, was still in Russia and was having trouble getting out of there since because of the coronavirus. Oh, so, actually, it's I, so. So he's been replaced. Actually, I, I look at the thing. Dana White says today we got a call from the highest level you can go at Disney. In the highest level of ESPN, and the powers that be there asked me to stand down and not do this event on Saturday. Oh, yeah, it was supposed wow, to be yeah. on ESPN Plus and five year yep, yeah, contract. I just, yeah, I just, saw the, I just saw the statement. Yeah, it looks yeah, like it's been postponed. Everything so indefinitely. Look at you break, breaking news out here yeah. on Femi and Friday. That podcast. island thing would have been cool. <laughs> that yeah. would have been pretty crazy. I mean, if you could pull it off, I mean, maybe that's something to think about in the future. It'd be interesting. I mean, if they once everybody has vaccines and can travel again, you end up, uh, you know, you have have little package deals. 
fly to my island and watch a UFC fight for the weekend. They could have gambling and UFC fights. There you go. Yeah. It'd be interesting. It'd be like Vegas <laughs> in the middle of an ocean. Yeah. It's a heck of a combo. <laughs> speaking, of bu- speaking of bubbles and stuff, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the uh, the proposed Major League Baseball uh, kind of Phoenix, Scottsdale, Peoria kind of bubble that they might be looking at uh, in terms of starting up the, the baseball season sometime in maybe May or yeah. June. I think it probably I think it leaned more to, towards June, but I know Jeff mm-hmm. Passan uh, was reporting that some players would have to be away from family for about four and a half right. months or so, which is that's that's it's certainly crazy times, but I don't know if it gets any crazy. Yeah, you know, I talked to Braden Bishop this week, and you, you know, I, he is not an expert, as he as he said, I'm not a doctor, so I, I don't know all this <laughs> yeah. stuff, but. He just, he just stays in a yeah, holiday. Yeah, but he's like, you know, but I know you'd need mass testing. And he's like, what are you going to do if someone's family member gets sick or if someone's you know, wants to have, like, their wife is going to have a baby? You're not going to miss that. So then, then you leave and then you're quarantined for two weeks and then quarantined from that. He goes, it, it's just kind of a bizarre situation. And his main thing was that the players just want baseball to remember that they have lives too. But I don't know if you saw that. Jeff Passan report where he said he talked to one player, got back to him the next day. And the guy said, my wife's fine with it as long as I'm getting paid. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but the, the <laughs> thing with that, I mean, it needs a lot of, you know, you need CDC approval and all sorts of health approval and, and this, that, and yeah. the other thing, but you also need the player's union approval. And that's, I mean, they're not going to do it unless they're all in on it. So um, yeah. two schools of thought. I mean, you, you could definitely pull it off down there. I don't. I, I think the Arizona teams that train there would be more comfortable, but I don't. I mean, what are you going to do with the Red oh, Sox? Definitely. What are you going to do with you know the teams that are down to the Marlins? I mean, teams that are down there. Not that I care about the Marlins, but you know what I mean. It's they. They're not where are they. They don't know you know Peoria from Mesa. You know what I mean? As far as <laughs> where to go. They're gonna yeah. have to learn. And you know, when we were down there, these guys they, they like their time away. I mean, you 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 and I go into the restaurant. We went, we went to Chipotle for lunch one day. One some of the Padres come in with their wives and kids. I mean, that's just how they roll. There'd be a lot to ask, but I mean, they'd have to expand rosters. Um, they'd have to have massive testing. Where crazy stat I heard last night: only 0.6 percent of the U.S. population has been tested. And you're talking about yeah, mass testing and sporting it. events, but I did like what Adrian Hanauer said uh, yesterday. He was talking to Jada Evans. Is you know he thinks mass testing before sporting events is something that's going to need to have 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 to happen for before games can go on. And he said, "Well, you when this whole thing started it was a week before we can get test result back. Now they're moving into the five minute range. Who knows where they're going to be at in a month? I mean, could it be something that's done right there? You know. So I mean, I know in like South yeah. Korea they're moving around with." different indicators on cell phones, green, red, yellow, you know, even you've, you've been scanned, you have a fever, you don't, you're sick, you're not, you know, quarantine this. <laughs> I mean, I don't, it's, yeah, it's I don't think it can happen. I think, I think every team is just trying to think outside the box for everything to salvage their season and the money that's connected. But I don't know how the Arizona thing could yeah. work, honestly. I mean, and, and as a baseball fan, that pains me. I hope it does, but I, I don't want, anybody's safety to be disregarded obviously yeah no it, it, they certainly should not if it's to the point where you're risking people's safety obviously that's a red flag no go like full stop like let's yeah. not do this uh in terms of 
how willing to go to that edge right. they are, that we'll probably find out over the next four weeks or so. Because each day, and, and it's a, I don't know if it's, I mean, I think we probably don't think about it because there's a lot yeah. more important things going on. But each day that passes is a net negative for Major right. League Baseball in terms of yep. financially. And I feel like these owners and even the players can only go so long without making, because I mean, like the NBA at least was able to play two thirds yep. of their season before they went to a full stop. Major League Baseball hasn't played other than like the first spring three training. weeks yeah. of mm-hmm. spring training. You know, like, like, like these guys haven't been paid. And once they go another month of right. this, and there's no TV money, there's no money mm-hmm. from the stadiums, there's no like, like, like that is a lot of money going down the drain with each passing yeah. day. And I think it might come to a point where maybe they said, hey, let's kick around this Arizona thing and maybe let's just throw – I mean, obviously, if, if testing allows it and if time, and if, if there's indications that we are flattening, that, of course, we have to say that beforehand. But they might give it a go and say, we got to get something on television to at least recoup some of the right. money that we've lost. Because – and that's the thing is that the one thing all these leagues have in common is that they're not able to put anything on television. So they're not going to get much no of this revenue. TV money yeah. that they had coming yeah. their way. Yeah. And that's, that affects the owners and it affects the players in terms of how they yeah. get paid. I think so, that the, the, the baseball a, thing would work if you start, you, you could have a three month season, July, August, September, and then a longer postseason in October that could reward more teams because the body of work will be shorter. So they'd have to have something. They'd have to have a different type of postseason. That that would really just be indicative of a different type of season. You know what I mean? Yeah, that it, and it, it's it's totally different. And I know like a part of the Arizona thing that they're proposing is doing seven inning double right. headers and all that to try to squeeze in as many games as possible. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about double headers. I mean, it's maybe you can do it. I mean, I guess I mean they obviously you can play double headers, but I mean, they played them mm-hmm. since they were kids, but it's just, it's, that's just a lot, especially out in the, uh, out in Arizona during that time of the year. <laughs> it doesn't seem too no. comfortable. Oh God. Um, Dreadful. Right. I, I, I'm only imagining it, you know, it's like middle of July. Heck, you have to even deal with not only the, the extreme heat, but monsoon season where it just rains nonstop and talk about how much that can wipe out the games you have going on, but if it's not monsooning, then it's likely going to be 112, 115 yeah, degrees. My son played in a tournament down there last year. So it was the hottest he'd ever been. They had a game at two o'clock in the afternoon in, in July. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But then could you imagine the Bob, or I, I call it bank one, but Chase Field now uh, being air conditioned and covered and closed. And could you imagine the uproar yep. if there's five straight days of only National League teams playing their double headers and all the AL teams are out in Goodyear <laughs> just sweating it out with Cleveland? And, and, and you know what I mean? It would just be like, what do you mean we don't play? There? I mean, it would just be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, it, Chase Field would be seen as like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> right. heaven on earth. And it's not that great of a ballpark, but I mean, it would. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I've never been there. It doesn't look like a great ballpark yeah. on TV, but compared to playing out in Peoria or Scottsdale or 
or Mesa, it will be like it would be heaven. the Mecca that they would want. <laughs> if, if you if you build it, they will come. Well, it's been built, and they are yeah, seriously up. <laughs> in masses. It's crazy. Wow. But yeah, but some some sometime we'll eventually get back to sports. Obviously, we want everybody to be healthy. Is the number one thing, and you don't want to start too soon or push the right. envelope too much because we could be right back to square one if we end up lifting the bands and all that stuff a little yep. too early. So the, in order for this to hopefully not come back in the capacity that it is right now, we got to kind of just suck it up and just yeah. play you our know, part. Yeah, this, this weekend is going to be a challenge. Just driving in, I, I, you know, because I drive yeah. all the way from the east side. It was the heaviest traffic day I've yeah. had in two weeks. It was almost like normal. It is, it is yeah, it and then I saw, I looked over <laughs> uh, really Lake pretty. Washington, and there oh, was I a lot of boats, and then as I came down the oh, exit, man. there was a ton of boats on Lake Union, you know, and oh, that's no. uh, one of my friends, the sheriff, he said what, what they want is, you know, they're not going to ticket somebody for being on a paddleboard or a kayak, but they don't want large groups. You know you're going to get some knuckleheads going to invite ten people on this on a boat and they're out there hanging out. They'll be like, "Are you all re- are you all related?" Yeah. No. Okay, put the boats away. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so you're telling me you're all going to disperse to like four or five right. different locations yeah. after this? Yeah, exactly. we can't have this so going on. it's going to be a tough weekend. <laughs> it really is. I think that the people got to buckle yeah. down and you know stay in your stay in your neighborhood. Just yeah, that's my thing is that you can still get outside, but just yeah. stay in your neighborhood. You know, just like, like, like we'll, we'll walk around, you know, our neighborhood. I'm sure mm-hmm. you do this every day. Thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like, just kind of like, don't go across your neighborhood boundaries unless it's for work or an essential activity. Yeah. Like it's, I know we all want to get, it's, it looks really nice. I'm sure the water is glistening and it looks pretty as ever, mm-hmm. but we just gotta, we gotta sacrifice these months <clears throat> so that we can at least yep. have a exactly. Summer. And, and Femi, <laughs> you, you know, know what? Well, well uh, in closing, you know what? You know what will make those uh, walks just so much nicer? A dog. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag get was a dog. <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll Femi's, Femi's like, I hate and, you, and, and, Mike. And, 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 <laughs> You're lucky you're not there today. I'll squash you. And what I mean by we'll see is that, yeah, maybe ask me about 18 hey, Oh, 18 months. You went from a year to 18 months. Wow, it, it, it depends. Wow, on how I'm feeling. and you and you're a, and you're a husky fan. I thought you were like a dog fan, but mm-hmm. wow, 18, 18 months. Does Lynn know that the it's... new timetable? I've, I've floated it around here. Wow, I think it's eighteen. Oh, sometimes goodness. it's twelve. So it, it, it depends on uh, how much I want to joke with her that day. <laughs> <laughs> Eight, 18 months oh my gosh all right well you know what i'm just God. <laughs> well, that's a good way that's a good way to end it <laughs> as always subscribe rate and review femi and ferrari apple spotify google uh whichever one you choose hopefully you're choosing us uh, any final thoughts, Mike, before we No, nope. uh, always great to, to, to talk to you, and I can't wait till we're all crammed here back in the sports office doing what we do best and uh, uh, what we love to do the best, and, and that's cover sports and have some fun and, and, you know, be a team. So I say that every week, but, I, yeah, I just can't wait for that that point. And, you know, I, 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 am, I am hanging on, Femi, to it. Sanjay Gupta, the, the wonderful doctor in CNN, 
said uh, uh, last week or late last week, he said, he, people were emailing in questions. He simply said, this is not going to last forever. At some point, there's going to be an end. He goes, I don't know when it is, but there's going to be an end. So that's <laughs> that, that's what I'm hanging on to. And, you know, stay positive and just take, take each day, man. That's all, all we can do. And, and please, you know, horse. I'm excited about a horse game. Crazy. I there told you, here we are. Wild times yep. of 2020. <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> the, 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 there will be an end is a good there way go. to end it, folks. And this will not be forever. It is only temporary. But, uh, Mike, good talking to you. And uh, we'll do it when we again here pretty soon. And, you know, hopefully we get some uh, maybe some yeah. draft news coming out or maybe the Seahawks decide to sign a uh, three-time Pro Bowl pass rusher that they had on their team this last year or – We'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, as always, we'll be uh, we'll be plugged to the grind, and uh, we'll All chat right. with you guys. Thanks, Sammy. All right, Mike. See you.